Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Truth, Justice, and the Podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Eduardo. And today, I have another guest. Uh, the last episode was just me solo talking about some movie news. But today, I have a friend uh, from California who uh, I'm really excited to talk to. And that is my friend Savannah Adorian. And she runs. We met in a mythology and film class. And we created a really crazy story <laughs> in a group. And yeah, I don't know. It were just I just find her interesting and I like having my interesting friends on to talk about things. Probably gonna talk a little bit about <laughs> probably gonna talk a little bit about running, a little bit about this quarantine, a little bit about anything probably. Probably oh, skate okay. skateboarding might come up because for okay. so it might. What? <laughs> it might. Because because somehow we have a shared background on that, which I didn't realize uh, prior. Turn this game down. So, yeah. So, Savannah Dorian. Yes, I'm here. That was a great introduction. Thank you. I would like all the millions of listeners out there to note that I'm originally from Western Massachusetts, and that was, like, immediately when I met Eduardo. I was like... This human, like, he's not from here. Like, he's smart. Like, I feel like Californians <laughs> are not always, they do not usually exude intelligence. But <laughs> you really did. And then when I found out that you were from Massachusetts, I was like, my blood brother. And then we just immediately clicked. And every single time, okay, so first of all, what I'd like to say is, <laughs> wait, how old are you, Eduardo? I'm 21. 21. Okay, well, I just turned 21. I remember that because you're a couple months older than me. Um, so I've decided, to, I don't know if I told you this, but I've decided to pursue my PhD in philosophy so that I could be a professor because it's something that has really become one of my biggest interests. And um, something that always stuck with me was I remember we were sitting outside at school, and we'd run into each other, like, every Monday or something between my work and my class. Yeah. And I'd see you, and I'd give you, like, a quick little five-minute update on my life. And obviously, I'd have, like, a new thing I was trying, a new identity I was hoping to pursue. And then you really, like, you hit me with it. You were like, when are you going to... Like, you always reinvent yourself. Like, when are you going to find that identity that you have? And that always stuck with me because people would always insinuate that to me. And I realized that my, kind of like my fascination with like a higher level of consciousness and understanding of the universe coincides with my yearning to never have like one identity, if that makes sense. And I always think about that. I'm always like, Eduardo called me out. Like, he knew that I, for some reason, always want to be changing. And I think it's because I'm never going to land on, like, one singular identity. Like, I don't know if, like, that's how you feel. But I don't know. I feel like it's so hard for me to just stay in one place. Yeah. Thoughts? (laughs) That's interesting. I know. Any of that make sense? I know, no, no, it does make sense. 
because I I know that like like I'm into a lot of things like various different topics of discussion and you know I'm into movies I'm into politics I'm into just tons of different things I like to I like to think deeply I I would like to think that I think deeply who knows if I actually do you do no you do you do <laughs> but um but I but I know that to like to a certain extent there's always like there's the person you are around certain people right because you know that yeah. like when you vibe with certain people right because there maybe it's a different aspect of who they are that uh makes you like them so like you veer one way and then like maybe when you're on your own you're doing something different but I guess like I've tried more well, I guess not more because I sort of like being like okay I'm I, I like the uh-huh. I like the grounded I'm Eduardo uh-huh. and Eduardo is yeah. kind of the same throughout whatever he's doing with variation obviously I mean like I mean like I'm doing a podcast right now like podcast Eduardo isn't necessarily normal talk to Savannah listening to her 55 minute life update Eduardo because you know it has to be entertaining <laughs> so yeah but it, I really honestly like I really appreciated that because it shows me that it's like like you I, I don't know like it really opened my eyes and it gave me like a better understanding of like myself so I just want to say thank you for like telling me that because I feel like other people have always kind of like you know mentioned it but no one has ever told me straight up like you always reinvent yourself and it's not a bad thing but I just I just really appreciated that honesty so thank yeah. you I mean yeah. you know if if you if you like your friends you should be like for real with them <laughs> that's true I started noticing that I started noticing where it's like so, like recently the friends that I've gotten closer with sometimes they call me out and like at first I'd be like hmm was that rude and I'm like no that means that they're just a good friend yeah so you're right honesty I I'm d- trying to be more like that too <laughs> <laughs> I just I just care um but yeah, so I don't know. I know, I know. You know, we're all on the journey to find out who we are. Like that's just we what it are. is. Hope, yeah, maybe one day I'll be able. Maybe I. I feel like ideally I would like to have a very set in stone, like perception of myself. That would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of nice. Maybe one day I'll keep you posted on that quest, on that journey. On your on that, that, that Club Penguin side quest that you're doing? I'll Trying to figure out who you are. Club Penguin moment. <laughs> Club Penguin, Webkins, We World. Yo, where is, where is my Webkins video? Gosh, I gotta do that. I gotta do it. I was on Webkins and I was like filming it and then like, I did it. Like I filmed the whole episode and then... I just couldn't. I like half of it was just like okay. Because remember, Mr. Quack. No, I don't know what webkins. I don't know what any of the webkins oh, are. Oh me. Okay, fine, 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 fine. <sighs> I will make the video ASAP because you need to know. You must know. It is. I've never. Right I I never owned a webkin. Like none of that stuff. Like that was never. Webkins were never a part of my life. 
Well, hi, I'm going to dig up one of my webcams and I'm giving it to you because it's <laughs> otherworldly. <laughs> Club Penguin was never um, even part of my life, so. It, wait, it was or was not? It wasn't. Yeah, Club Penguin is such... Ah. I was a, I, I was a I was a Pop Tropica and Pirates of the Caribbean online. <laughs> oh yes, we talked about this. Yes. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oof. Oh my god. Such a good show. Such a good game. World of War, World of Warcraft for Pirates of the Caribbean fans. That's what it was. Really? So I basically played World of Warcraft. I mean, it's the same kind of idea. Like it's an MMORPG, right? Level up. Yeah. Level up. Level up. Anyway. <laughs> um, what did I, I wanted to... Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, the question that I had for you, oh. Mr. Eduardo, was... So, first of all, um, people don't know, you love running. I certainly love running. I, like, run half marathons and stuff. Um, and lately, I've been getting back into it. I cut caffeine, and nice. my energy level has been cripplingly low, like, <laughs> all encompassing, very low. However, for some reason, I don't know why, but once I cut caffeine, I've been running super well, even though I have no energy. It's very interesting. Um, so I started running again, and I love it. Like, it, I, I can get more into it later, and we can, like, talk about it. But my question for you is, since I know that you have difficulty like sleeping at night falling asleep say hypothetically if you were to like go on an eight mile run and then come home and then like try to go to sleep do you think you would be tired enough to like fall asleep with ease or is it regardless of your physical tiredness you just like cannot sleep i don't i'm not necessarily sure because i've done like because like i exercise right and like I went on like a really long I've been on like really long bike rides I mean I guess I slept those days I guess but I'm not entirely sure because I don't remember because they were like a couple days ago so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming 8 miles though I would probably be like ridiculously like my body would probably hurt and I'd probably just like lay in bed and I assume I probably would be tired especially if I didn't consume like carbs like tons of carbs afterwards so yeah. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you challenging me to an eight mile run? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> challenging me I to am. run eight miles every day? If if you haven't run eight miles, maybe run like four or six or one more than like you normally do or two more than you normally do, and then report back to me. Let okay. me know how your sleeping is because. I've been sleeping much, much better since I stopped drinking caffeine and since I started running more. Wow. Okay, well, try that then. It's been a while since I've run, like, that long. Because I've done, like, eight in a day for sure. Like, I used to do, like, eight, like, semi-regularly. Especially last year during Sober October. Even though I had nothing to be sober for. I was definitely just trying to work out really hard. Um... I was doing I was doing eight semi regularly, so I should probably try that again. Cause I remember a lot of times I would end up <laughs> like having moments where my body would just crash, and I would just like and I would just lay in bed for like hours, <laughs> and then and yeah. then go to sleep at night, and then wake up super early. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. That's me. I feel like every single half 
marathon because we we run out of glycogen and then our body what's that <laughs> was that the Loch Ness monster emerging out of my phone what was that it was the Loch Ness monster that was like the craziest I was like what is going on <laughs> oh my god Casper the friendly ghost is that you I've never watched Casper yeah. what yeah Eduardo <laughs> we're like so well versed in okay wait 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 have you seen Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy? No. <laughs> Have you seen Hocus Pocus? Come on. No. Oh, wait, wait. Is that the one with the three witches and they're funny? I'm sorry. I just transcended into the Matrix for a second. Almost died. And I just came back. Sorry. Yes. Okay, I've seen that I've, movie with the three funny witches and it takes place in Salem, Massachusetts and it formed my entire childhood and I watch it way too often. In like the middle of the summer, I'll watch it. It's so good at world. Please, 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 please watch it. I think, <laughs> I think I've seen like parts of that like at other people's houses. Uh, Wait, okay, have you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yes. Okay, Breakfast Club? Yes. Clueless? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna need to make a list for you. I'm not a I'm not a fan of those '80s teen movies. The only '80s teen movie that I think that I like that I think is actually like good and like actually like is what it is to be a teenager is Risky Business with Tom Cruise. Risky Business. That movie um, is next that. level. That oh, do you have Hulu? Yes, I do. It's on Hulu. Watch it. I watched it the other day, okay. and I was like, dang, this movie is better than I remember. Risky business. Um, also, as a side note, I wrote um, a paper about why Hocus Pocus is technically excellent, regardless of the low critic reviews that it received. So, really? you know when you watch it, let me know. I'll send it over. I would love to read that. Read it. I don't even. I'm I'm interested in what your writing style is like because I because every time I think about you, like I think about how you explain things and how you speak, and it's like you know it's 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 not professional, but it doesn't have to be because it's like super entertaining. But I'm like, what would like a serious writing version of Savannah even be? Like, how would she even write? jargon I feel like I'm really like I use a lot of slang and I sound kind of uneducated right no well I mean I mean you used a lot of slang but I wouldn't say uneducated because like we talk about I I've never gotten that perception because we talk about things that are like we try and talk we talk about a lot of high concept things for some reason that's true like right now I feel like I'm speaking with like an elevated um like like whatever vocabulary just because of the setting I try to talk more sophisticated for you know the fans there's there's definitely less slang going on in this conversation than usual normally yeah normally I just talk like a seven year old but yeah I should send you my 42 page paper because I know you would love to read that 42 page is that was that for Mediacrit yes sir Wait, you did that on Hocus Pocus? No, 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 no. I did that one on a song. You did? Even worse. You did it on what? A song. Oh. 
I'm so glad I don't take media crit. so good it's good right I watched like three quarters of it I have to finish it up today but you like it I love it that's I I consider that movie one of the greatest movies of all time okay cause I when I was watching it I was like this is totally Edward O'Sullivan totally yeah a couple years ago when I like first discovered that movie I was like obsessed yeah, because, like, the cinematography is really good, but also, like, the underlying meaning about, like, morality is powerful. Yes. It's a, it's a great also movie. Also, the gun. The gun. The gun. The Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of the guns, wait till you get to the end of that movie. Oh, my God. Is he going to just literally pop off? I don't know. You have to watch it to find out. Okay. I will. Yes, he should. There we go again. I knew this girl when I was in, uh, when I first switched schools, I was in eighth grade and I went to a different, I went to a private Christian high school and there was this girl who would say Ote and I remember being like, I don't, I don't, I can't even comprehend like why, like why you would substitute the word okay. (laughs) You're like, excuse me, you're freaking dumb. No. I mean, you know, if I, I came from an environment where if somebody said that, they would get, like, beat up. <laughs> you'd, be, you would be, you'd be ruthlessly ridiculed for the rest of your time at the school. Wow. Well, it doesn't make you feel any better. One time I accidentally said the word yo to my mother, and she told me that I was a disgrace to all of my ancestors. Yo! Yo! Bro, there was a time... There was a time um, where I was in that, my first school, and um, this lady walked in, the Spanish teacher, she was like, the Span- she was a mess, all right? She was like a full-on mess, very gossipy. She was a kebab, yeah. She, she yeah, was like very sense. gossipy, super insecure person, she just had a complex yeah. like most of the people at that school, and... Um, she walked into the art class, and there was this kid in my in the in my art class named also named Eduardo, and he walked. She walked in. And he was like, "What's up?" He was like, "Sup?" And then she and his mother worked at the school, and she was like, she went off on him, and she was like, "I'm going to talk to your mother and tell her what's up." And I was like, "What the heck just happened here?" Why is what's up so like? Because they're taboo to say. Well, you know, because we're all like in like sixth and seventh grade, and they're all adults, and they're just like we deserve to be spoken to with like proper words or whatever the heck like that. Wait, was that a private school? No, it was a charter school, which is even worse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I went to public school my whole life. And oh. Definitely my public school in Worcester, Massachusetts. We. <laughs> <laughs> I. My education was zero percent like intellectual, one hundred percent teaching teach you how to go through life and not get jumped. Ah, dang, <laughs> that's what it was like in Worcester. Worcester. Worcester sounds terrible. So my school was next to um, the Section Eight housing. So okay. A lot of the kids I knew, like 
great kids, but unfortunately, like, they came from a really rough home environment. So, mm. you know, a lot of times that sort of anger would translate at school. And I remember this one kid, such a good kid. His name was Jose. Loved, like, love him the most. But he had, like, his mother and, like, his dad and, like, drug issues and all this stuff. And he would, like, throw chairs across the class. And I was sitting there posting his post like, hi, Jose. Like, how you doing, Chief? Like, do you need a hug? Um, yeah. And then somehow I ended up at Vanguard. I never saw anything crazy like kids throwing chairs and stuff in my school. Like, that was just never... Well, I never experienced it. I know that my sister had been in classrooms with people that were atrocious. But we also... It was a school in a very poor area, so a lot of the kids... Sim- similar issues. It might as well have been a public school, honestly. Yeah. So you and your sister, both your parents, put you in, like, charter schools and private schools? Yeah, so we were in a charter school for me for the first nine years of my schooling. No, 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 for the first eight years of my schooling, and then eighth grade through the rest of high school, I was in a private school, and then for her, for my sister, it would have been the first, you know, until seventh grade. And in seventh grade, she went to private school. I just got, like, a flashback of, like, my life in Massachusetts. Oh. <laughs> and wow gosh I loved it oh my god you should come back I I bought a ticket for this month for this summer I was going to spend all of July out there but I don't know if that's going to still happen are they not letting people fly they canceled my aunt's ticket so I don't know if like because I was going to go with my my aunt so I, I really have no idea, but because like my thing is like if everything's gonna be closed, I don't want to go. You know, well like, things I are opening. Go and like you can get places. Things are opening back up. Okay, I hope so. But what I really want to do, you should start running long distances with me so that one day we can like run the Boston Half Marathon because obviously the Boston. Marathon is like you have to qualify and then put ten years down the line. But <laughs> we can be like half marathons together because I'm totally willing to like travel out there. So you can be my running buddy if you're down for it. That'd be so fun. What's a half marathon? Twelve point twelve point one miles. Thirteen point one. Oh. Almost close. It's not bad. After mile seven you're just numb. I can't even run like a mile straight, I don't think. That's okay, you'll get there. Oh yeah, pasta. I've heard about that. I knew my my science teacher in seventh grade. He was a runner, and he had just tons of stories about running. I guess. I have so many stories. It's starting to become my one personality trait. You know how like some girls are like like the first day of school. Tell us about yourself, and then their one personality trait is I like to travel or like I went on a mission trip last summer. Oh my goodness. Like, you know, like, add some substance. They're all, like, the so same. Know, I know. And it's, like, travel 
is not a personality. That's like me. that's like all the girls at Vanguard. I know. <laughs> I know. I can name ten off the top of my head. They're literally you know, all like, I, I love to travel. I went on a missions trip. It changed my life, but it didn't really. And then like, <laughs> and they're all. They're all like trying like visco girls like they're all but they're all like unironically visco girls. <laughs> that's the like that's the thing about you like you're like you were aware like you have self awareness, which is something a lot of people don't have. I've, I've realized as an adult that many people just aren't self aware. You know, I I, I <laughs> it's funny. Well, I was having this conversation with this person and I said something about how men also get sexually harassed I don't even know how this conversation got brought up and then yeah. this girl who was just in this conversation she was like yeah we should pay more attention to that I was like I was like well we should just have like you know treat it equally because because men just sort of like nobody really cares they're like oh you got sexually harassed by a girl like nobody cares and then she was like, yeah, you know what that's, I was like, we should have equality on that. And she was like, you know what that's called? That's called feminism. I'm like, no, it's, I'm like, you, you know, I don't think you're, I don't think you were listening to me. <laughs> I don't think, and it, it felt like the whole conversation, that was what her goal for the conversation was, was to talk about that. I was like, oh, this must be something you found out about recently. Because you know how it is when people when people get like a very recent yep. thing that they buy into and then that's all they want to talk about. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I, yep. I see. I see what's going on here. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that in order for someone to be like self-aware, like you need to be able to make fun of yourself and be totally fine with it. Like that yeah. girl would not if you like if you like. I feel like if I said something, it would have... not be able to take it. It would ruin her world. Her entire... Everything would start crashing down on her. I feel like I probably would have been, like, Title IX or something like that. If I said If I said something. Title IX! If I had said to her, maybe you should stop reinventing yourself, I would have... It would have been over. I would have been kicked out of Vanguard. Yeah, because... She would have found some way to ruin my life. I love she didn't even really know the definition of feminism and she's like trying to preach. Wait, what'd you say? She like doesn't really even Well, I wasn't in the conversation, but I feel like you need to be able to know what you're talking about if you want to talk about it seriously. Yeah. It felt very like first steps undeveloped. Yeah. But it is what it is, you know. You know how it is in California. People are like, oh, yeah. people are all like, like, it's weird because we go to Christian school, so you'd think a lot of more people would be conservative, but then you remember it's still California. Yeah. So everybody goes like far left socially, and you're like, whoa, you're like, this is, I feel like I'm living CNN. <laughs> That's how yeah, it, California is very different. Yeah. Very, very different. Um, someone, I don't know if I told you this, but on numerous occasions, like, when people find out that I'm from Massachusetts, their response is always the same. Always. What? They're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> like, everything makes sense now. I knew you weren't from here. And I'm like, ah, what's that supposed to mean? Or, like, it's 
Massachusetts. They're like, oh, yeah, of course you are. Because you're so smarter than them. Thank you. I think that's why. No. <laughs> I don't think. Did you, we've talked about comedians, but I don't know if you've seen Bill Burr's episode of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. I haven't seen his, Bill Burr's episode, I haven't seen his episode of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. No. Okay, you... If you're at least just listen to the last like five minutes when they're in the cigar shop because he talks about Massachusetts and it's just so good. It's so good. How it's like the worst place ever and the best place ever. Basically, yes. I remember there like was people from. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Like continue. Women. No, 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 you finish. No. <laughs> okay. Well, basically, he was saying that like people from Massachusetts are like either interesting or funny because like we've all kind of got screwed over. Because everyone's just kind of like real and like on the. Oh, I feel like I I feel like I have seen that. I feel like yeah. Somehow I've I've witnessed this clip because I remember I, I that sounds super familiar. Or maybe I told it to you because I love it. Like I totally love that. I mean that is kind of how it is. Yeah. Like everybody here is a little bit rougher <laughs> than yes. normal. Yes. A little more intense. Yeah, and I and I think no, but I think that's true that a lot of people I feel like I've met a lot of people here that had like something happen to them and they just went like down like they went like Dante like seven layers deep and then came back up and now they're just like kind of hard. And funny. Exactly, and they're really funny about like whatever it is, their trauma. <laughs> their tra- oh my god, it's so funny because all of my, all of my humor comes from my trauma, and I'm so indebted to my trauma because it gave me a personality, and I'm like, imagine, imagine not having, like, daddy issues, then where does your personality come from, huh? Like, that seems like such a thing, like, imagine not having, like, like, that's always the thing, like, the most boring people are the people who've had, like, the most, like, the least problematic life, like, nothing has ever gone wrong, it's always, like, you know, I'm just living my my nice satisfying boring life i'm like you've never been disappointed they're like well i mean my lamborghini didn't come in the color i wanted um when i ordered it and it's like like that's the worst of their problems or like yeah i was going through like a a really bad like because i have um like anxiety and depression and i was going through like a couple like mental things and i was talking to one of my friends about it and she has lived in like a total bubble her entire life and it's kind of nauseating and she's so ignorant it's kind and of nauseating I was like have you never thought about like this kind of like heavy and like I don't want to offend anybody but I like this something I went through I was like have you really never contemplated like killing yourself like you've never thought about this and she's like no and I'm like you've never you're like your life is about how life isn't worth living sometimes like the pain is too unbearable and she's like no I've never thought about it and I'm like cool 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 no doubt no doubt like yeah yeah for sure me neither yeah (laughs) you're like your life is too good (laughs) like you're like nothing has ever happened to you you've like never experienced life at all yeah but I don't like that ignorance is bliss like it would drive me bananas I feel like, you know what, it would it, definitely be good, like, if you were in it, but I feel like also you would have a hard time making, like, real friends. Yeah, she has, like, one friend. Oh, I, I kind of dipped out. I was, like, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, I, 
Have you seen? Have you? Oh, I'm sorry. You're on TikTok, right? Have you seen this TikTok trend of girls exposing their toxic friends? Oh no, but why is why do I feel like I started that? Because <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to send them to you because they are like the craziest videos you will okay, first off, girls are freaking savages, right? They're the worst. Yeah, I know. They're the worst. They don't care. And they say these horrible things to each other. And the whole thing is like, they'll like be a recording, but like nobody will know. And like the girls will say something like, you're fat or like you're stupid or like I'm the prettier one or something like that. And like, and like they, these people have like full on mental breakdowns, right? About like these like non issues. And it's amazing. Funny. It's so funny. I watched, yeah. <laughs> I watched like probably hours of it like the other day because you know, you ever just get into the mood where you're like, I just want to watch like fights on YouTube sometimes. Dude, yes. <laughs> you like, like look up like Black like, Friday so brawls or whatever like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you have an account, you need to add me so that I can send you TikTok through the app. I will so not. Come on. I will never be joining TikTok. Isn't TikTok owned by the Chinese government? God, what is it owned by the Chinese government? Just get a TikTok so I can send you that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, TikTok. Some of them are so funny. They're so funny. I'm going to find you. want me to text to you all the funny TikToks I found? Yeah, just, just record them and send them to me. Yeah, TikTok is owned by the Chinese. I ain't about that life. I'm not trying to put Chinese spyware on my phone. Wait, I'm scared. Oh well, it's fine. I'll, I'll make it through. There's a whole there's a whole Vox article why TikTok's China China ties are causing a national security. Um, oh, good, good. Okay, cool. Yeah, a national security something. I'm not about TikTok. TikTok shoot that's me. Wait, what was I gonna say? Oh, I don't know. It. I have a question. I love, I love oh. how we can we've talked about like twelve different topics. So far, yeah. Like, so interesting. Like I could listen to this podcast episode even though I would have been in. Yeah. If it interesting. I feel like we're funny humans. I have a question, Savannah. When yes. is the Savannah Adorian podcast coming back? Why? I recorded a new new episode two weeks ago on philosophy and existentialism and suicide, but it was a little dark. So? I'll listen to it. It was a little petty? Oh, those are the best. You expose people? Not not petty, heavy, heavy. Oh, oh, oh. Dang. I got excited. It was was good, though. Like, it's really good. I talked about (laughs) um, my favorite quote by Albert Camus. I love that guy. I don't know um, who that is. <laughs> what? I said, I don't know who that is. Well, okay, I'll, I'll send you my podcast episode, and then... Do it. You, you can, because I'll listen to it back, and then I'm like, ew, my voice sounds disgusting, and I'm unbearably annoying, and then I delete it. No, that's just, you know, that's just how it is. You know what? When I started doing this podcast on my own... 
I was like, should I even do this? Like, am I even entertaining on my own? And I realized the answer is probably like, not really, but I don't no, care. No, the answer's yes. <laughs> well, this is also, I think, part of the reason why I started doing um, like interviews with people. Because it's far easier to talk with somebody than it is to talk by yourself. I'm I not totally good at I'm not good at talking by myself. In fact, when I talk to myself, it's a two way conversation. <laughs> okay, me, me. Oh my god. So the voices start popping off. Nah, but no, but you should definitely um, bring it back. I am. I. I want to. I want to. I want to be number one supporter of fellow podcasters. Because I think I only know you and one other person who does a podcast. And I'm like, yo, podcasters unite. I should just do it. Podcasters unite. But yeah. It's like a nice little peaceful cult. Bring it back. Because definitely, because also your podcast was, I remember when you first, when you first started the podcast, your podcast, and you were telling me about it, and I was like, this is going to be hilarious. But now you're gone. Wait, what, what was I saying that I wanted it to be about? Because I totally forgot. Like, I Every time. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like about living in California, <laughs> the first time. Oh really? It was supposed to be some some like you know something like that, like a lifestyle thing. And you had like a blog at the same time. And then um. I do still have my blog, and I remember I had I wrote a blog entry in class, and then you read it, and you looked at me, and you were like, "Who are you?" <laughs> well, yeah, because I was also like. That's not what I, I... It wasn't what I expected. I don't feel like... I don't yeah. feel like... I feel like it wasn't what I expected. But also, at the same time, I, like... Don't remember what this blog post was, so I can't super comment on what I expected. My blog... It was, like, really dark. And I feel like no one expects that from me. I remember... Well, yeah, I guess because you're kind of, like... You have the levity. Many people uh-huh. wish they had. <laughs> You. Yeah, you're very. But I feel like that's a thing, though. That's a Massachusetts thing, man. The, uh, you know, everything's a joke, yeah. and then and then we start talking real stuff, and people are like, "Whoa, I did not expect this conversation to go in that direction." Yeah, Massachusetts, bro. I I was just talking to my dad. I was like, imagine having one of them cute little cottages in Rockport and just moving there. Bro, I wish. Like, bruh, like, how much do, do they run for? Like, I don't know. how much is it gonna, like... Rockport ugh. Cottages. Yeah, do a little Zillow search, a little Redfin action. Zillow! <laughs> I've never even been on Zillow. I don't even know what any of this is. Um, Travelocity.com What? No, Zillow! Travelocity.com Okay. Help. Okay, okay, I'm gonna go on Zillow. My first time ever going on Zillow. Zillow, Rockport, Mass. Like, I want it on the water. Whoa! Wow, that's a lot of money. Not, not bad. Okay, so for three. Downtown next to this chocolate pier that I used to go to as a kid. So, find the chocolate pier that I used to go to as a kid. The what? I need downtown 
Gloucester. Oh my goodness. Okay, hold on. We're in Rockport still. So there's a place. Okay, so there's a one. Okay, what is this doing? Okay, there's a one bed, one bath, 487 square feet, $320,000. Not bad, not bad. For, you can get three beds and two baths, 1,730 square feet for uh, $630,000. <clears throat> I love the first one, I'm like, not bad, but it's also one bed, one bath. That is not a house. I know a person who has That's one bed. I know a person who has one bed, one bath, lives in Huntington. And um, they pay like fifteen hundred dollars a month for rent. I'm like, how? It, yeah. It's this not, isn't even. This isn't even a, like like that. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Hello. Okay. So where where else are we going? Gloucester. Gloucester. Gla. Can I even spell Gloucester? I want downtown Gloucester. Downtown. What even would be considered downtown Gloucester? Okay, well, we could go we could go three we could go three beds, two baths, $373,000. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. What do you mean that's not bad? You guys are crazy. That California prices are like blowing are like You you have a you have a I'll take it. I'm just saying location. <laughs> Location is good, so sort, I'll take it with a bag of chips. I'm gonna sort by price high to low. There's a $9,000 three bed, six baths, 10,400 square feet on nine. Now, shall we take a gander at Worcester, Massachusetts, where you can get a 12 bedroom, 12 bath for 25 cents? <laughs> Worcester, Massachusetts. Wow. Uh, that's, yes. Okay, so the most expensive thing is two million dollars which i think is a and good it's probably like a multi-family home or something it's five beds six baths it's also brand new Ooh. it's a, it's a new construct okay let's sort price low to high all right yes yes give me so the first it. the first thing on the low end with a price is five five beds and one point five baths a thousand four hundred and seventy six square feet? It's two hundred and forty four thousand dollars. That's cheap. Okay, wait. Something does not add up. Five bedrooms and one bathroom. I no, no, it's not five bedrooms and one bathroom. It's five bedrooms and one and a half bathrooms. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and then this is a shack. <laughs> No, that's not a shack. Okay, that's good. huge. I want the shack. Pre-foreclosure. But they don't have prices on them. Hold on. What's the next thing with the price? The next thing with the price is $34,000. It's set. Oh, it's a lot. Never mind. <laughs> it's, you it's, buy a lot for thirty-four grand. Yeah. There's another one with like... Most cars. Right? You could just buy land. Land for, for, for a couple tens of thousands of dollars. I need a place. A shack. Speaking of shacks, have you seen Shaquille O'Neal's house in Florida? What? Have you seen his house? No. Homie, it's a city. It's a city? Let me look it up. Shaquille O'Neal's house in Florida. Oh, are you on your computer? Nah, I'm on my phone. Oh, okay. Shaq's house. Yeah, his house in Florida, like... In Orlando, right? Dang, it's $22 million. Wow. That's like a whole... That's like a mini mall. 
It's like a mini mall that was turned into a, a strip mall that was turned into a, a house. Oh my god, that's so true. It does look like a mini mall. That's kind of. So it's in Florida, so it probably cost them like fifty grand. It cost twenty two. Fifty grand. It cost twenty two million dollars. And uh, the swamp that it's behind is probably filled with twenty two million alligators. Yeah. So I mean. Have you ever been to Florida? No. Ow. No. Bless you. It's a. Uh, it's something. Florida is an interesting place. I saw an iguana just walking on the sidewalk by itself. How big was the iguana? It was pretty big. Like it was big enough that I probably wouldn't have picked it up. Like I would be scared that it would hurt me. I kind of like reptiles because they're just miniature dinosaurs. <laughs> they're the ones that survived. Yes, that makes sense because that's where I was. But apparently, so I was with two people who used to live in Florida, and they were like a lot. Well, one of them was like a lot of people just like have iguanas and like they just escape. Yep, and they reach and they're in the Wasn't there a guy in New York who had, like, a tiger in his apartment and he got killed by the tiger? Okay, homie was asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> he was asking for it because he had the tiger? You know, in a New York apartment, come on, people. Or if people are like, yeah, I kept him a chimpanzee, a highly intelligent animal, as a child in in a bedroom and then it like ate my face off ah ha ha I wonder why those people are crazy did you hear did you ever listen to that 911 call about that lady in Connecticut who heard, who got her face ripped off by the chimp that was like the scariest no, thing I, like the scariest thing I've ever I heard in my entire life well it was her friend calling and you could like hear the chimp in the background and it was like horrifying and she was calling the police, and she was like, it ripped her apart. It ripped her apart. She was like, my friend is dead. It was crazy. Yeah, she, yeah, like, yeah. escaped to her car, and the police showed up, and they shot the chimp. <gasps> it was like, <laughs> it was like a full-on, like, it was like a full, <laughs> Harambe. It was like a full-on stand-up. You know, people were so upset about Harambe. But it's like, what were they going to do? But it's like, what were they going to do? Because that chimp was going to, like, hurt that kid, even if it wasn't trying to hurt the kid. I don't think that, I don't think he would have hurt the kid. Well, I mean, you know what they should have done? They should have tranquilized him. So it could drop the kid on its head? Huh? But no, that's... Tranquilized. I know, but, like, it would have dropped the kid. Okay, somebody... This person needs to go. Uh, but Because it's like a gorilla. Like, it's a gorilla. And, like, gorilla... Gorillas don't treat their children good. <laughs> so the gorilla's like, oh, I, um... The gorilla's like, oh, a child. It's like... It's gonna, like, throw the child around, like, if it's its own gorilla child. But if they tranquilized him, wouldn't it be the same as if they shot him? Like, he would have immediately went to 
No. Those those things yeah. don't work. No, they don't work instantly. You have to shoot that thing with like a with like an elephant tranquilizer, like three of them, in order to take it down. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. A gorilla is like all muscle. Like. <laughs> you know who's that fault? The stupid child's mother. I know exactly. Who let their kid oh, jump up on the fence and get like fall over like that? Gorilla cage. Exactly. I don't, I still don't understand how that happened, and I'm still like thinking about like how who who. How does a child fall in something like that? Or like, um, some human beings are not fit for parenthood, are not meant to reproduce. There was one baby, who I think it was her grandpa, was like holding her over the edge of a cruise ship. What? And then the baby, like, he dropped her over the edge of the cruise ship. That's upsetting. Wait, Savannah, I have a question for you. Yeah. I have a question about how, <laughs> about what we were probably supposed to be talking about. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. These conversations are fun. How did you get into running? That's my question. Okay, so growing up, I played tennis. I rode horses. Horses? Um, Dang. I, yeah, I was a horse girl, but I was too poor growing up to own a horse. So, when I went to high school um, in California, I was on the tennis team, um, but I didn't really like tennis, and I couldn't ride horses, and I knew I sucked at team sports because I'm not really a team player, and um, in middle school, I, like, for some reason, got really good at running. Like, I had to keep your name long, and if you messed up, you had to run. And I was, like, totally fine with messing up because I just really loved it. And then I took a cross-country camp, and I ran with, like, the two fastest girls. And I really, really, really got into it, and I just loved it. But um, I started to, like, overexert myself, and my body was hurting, and my family, because, like, my family are immigrants, so they value, like, education more than sports. Yeah. So they, they, well, my dad wasn't really, like, he didn't know what was going on. But my mom discouraged me from, like, like really getting involved in the team and stuff. So I didn't end up running on the team, um, like, for my whole high school career, which I regretted for a while because I, like, was really good. But, you know, everything happened to a reason. And then I... My, my freshman year of college, I got mono, and... Dang, son. Yeah. Um, How'd you get mono? And from a smoothie. I swear to God, from a smoothie. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. It was from a smoothie. And then, um, yeah, so I gained, like, 20 pounds. Jeez. And I was really, like, confused in my life, and I was jealous of all the people that, like, had a hobby. So I was like, let's get a hobby again. Let's do something that's going to be good for my body. Let's lose this weight. So I started running a lot. And then I signed up for my first half marathon, which forced me to have a schedule. And it forced me to, like, up my mileage. I ran my first half marathon. My pace was, like, 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Um, and then I just kept on wanting to. I just fell in love with. Wait, you ran 13 miles in 10 minutes? No, 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 my pace. 
Oh, that like per mile? Per mile, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, it was like two hours, two hours, like 15 minutes or something. Oh, okay. Um, and I fell in love with like the runner's high and the endorphins that I would feel because I've never like done any drugs. I've never like smoked weed or anything. So the only way for me to feel kind of like this sense of like high is through running. So, um, like during a, like one of like my really difficult depression, like running was one of the top three main factors that got me through it because it was a total coping mechanism. And I'm very, very blessed that I have it. And then I kept on running, I kept going, and then this last half marathon that I ran, my pace went from 10.15 to like 8.40. So I ran in like an hour 45-ish. So I cut down my time in one year by 30 minutes, and that's like huge. And it just gave me such a feeling of accomplishment, and I I never want to stop running. Like I want to run the day I die. Like, I want to run to my deathbed. I want to run into my coffin. So, I have a question now. Yes. You said you want to pursue your PhD in philosophy. Who yes. are your favorite philosophers? My favorite number one is Albert Camus. And I told you about him earlier. Albert um, Camus? I'm, like Shamu? Albert Camus, yes. Yes. Albert Cam- Camus? Camus? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He he's an existentialist thinker, and I really am fascinated by existentialism. I always have. Um, my. He died in a car crash. Has been open, huh? <laughs> I said he died in a car crash. Yes, I'm pretty sure he did. He wrote *The Stranger*, which is a book after we read. But um, he the quote that I read by him that really kind of triggered all of this interest. I think you'll like it. I have it saved on my phone. He says, and this is kind of how my brain works, and it made everything come full circle. He says, sorry, I'm finding it right now. Come on, Albert, where you at? No. <laughs> meaning of life is whatever you're doing that prevents you from killing yourself. Wow. And that's facts. And then what I talk about in my first podcast, that's facts. And what I talk about in my first podcast episode is that obviously struggling with suicide is a very, very taxing, difficult process, and I do not wish it upon anybody. However, it does help you have a pinpointed. If you survive it, it can help you have a pinpointed understanding of what the meaning of your life is. Because after I got through that difficult time, I knew exactly what it was I was staying alive for. And then from that, I was able to know exactly what the meaning of my life was. And I think there's a level of beauty in that. And I really appreciate that he was able to articulate it in such a kind of like blunt, but also, I don't know. I really like that quote. It means a lot to me. And... It's helped me with a lot, so that guy for sure is my favorite. Wow, you have a runner-up. A runner-up? I love a good Aristotle moment. I really love. <laughs> I love a good Aristotle <laughs> moment. I love his views on love and soulmates and friendship. 
I really do, because I, um, I went through, like, a breakup recently, and oh, no. I Sad. told my, it's okay, it kept quarantine interesting. <laughs> um, I told my mother, I was like, me and him, like, we were just, like, when we were together, it was like we we formed one soul. It was like we were one soul, but we, we just happened to be two different humans, you know? And then, I swear, this is my own thought, okay? And then I read a quote by Aristotle, and it just showed me that I am Aristotle reincarnated, basically. He said, he said, I like how this Uh, I like how this quote was so meaningful but you don't remember it offhand I know wait wait wait. oh no yeah I got okay love is composed of a single soul inhabiting two bodies and I totally called that and then Aristotle was like haha beat you to it I said that first but we had yeah basically I have I am Aristotle so nice to meet you Interesting. Yeah. I have a question. I ask this question to everybody yeah. on this podcast, although I think I forgot to ask the last person who was on the podcast this question. Okay. What was your favorite movie that you saw last year? You know, I am not a big, you know, probably you guys. I'm not a big movie TV watcher. It's hard for me to, like, get through a movie. Oh, I really... Wait, last year? Yeah. For 20... What 2019 movie did you like the most? I went to the movies one time in 2019. Really? And I didn't even want to. My friend bought my ticket. It was for Knives Out. It sucked. Whoa! You didn't like Knives Out? I, I've watched every single Hercule Poirot by Agatha Christie movie. I've seen every single one because my family is religious about it. And it's not a good murder mystery. It's not. I'm sorry, it's not. Well, I also don't think it's trying it's to be for life. half of the movie. <laughs> That's also kind of true. That's true. Okay, let, let, me, let me think. Let me think. I'll give you an answer. Um... <laughs> Also, side note, um, I like Big Time Adolescence with Pete Davidson, and they're coming out with Pete Davidson. I love him. He's coming out with um, King of Staten Island, which you should watch. I'm going to watch it. You know, Pete Davidson's probably like my least favorite person on SNL. Dude, I could totally see you hating him. No. I could see you just liking him. No, you know who I don't like? I don't like the. uh... The, uh, that fat girl, I don't remember what her name is, with the brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> SNL is like the least, the, the only person I like on there is, um, uh, see, I don't even know any of their names. That's how, that's how not SNL, that's how little I care for SNL. SNL cast. I gotta find out oh, who this is. That was a 2018 movie. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm looking through all of the 2019 movies. I haven't heard of a single one of these. Um, Cecily Strong is the only SNL cast member that I enjoy. Oh, 
Um, I watched The Irishman, but I didn't really love it. Oh, wow. I don't watch movies. I watch Hocus Pocus over and over again. Okay, well, okay, so you saw Midnight, so of, so any movie, so of any movie that you saw last year, Mid-90s was your favorite of those movies. Yes, yes, I, I thought it was a beautiful movie, and I really appreciated the way that it reflected not only the era, but also adolescence and the state community, because it really did it justice. I agree. A.D. Bryant. That's that woman I don't like on SNL. Well, I don't like anybody on SNL, really. A.D. Bryant? Yeah. Look her up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She annoys. You know who I like? Maya Rudolph. Oh, I love Kenan. Kenan's hilarious. Kenan. Oh. Kenan Thompson? Were you? A, did you ever watch Keenan and Kel as a young child? I watched a little bit. I watched a little bit of Keenan and Kel. I love, um, I love, just as a side note, because his face just popped up. I love Andy Samberg, and I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think it's such a good show. It's so stupid. I don't think, I, I've never seen an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I was a fan of The Lonely Island back when that was a thing. Island. You don't remember? That's how, like, Andy Samberg started. They did the SNL digital shorts, and then they did, like, these comedy music videos. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, he's funny. I'm kind of... Yeah, I haven't... Sorry about that. I haven't really watched that many films. I feel like I probably have ADHD or something. I don't know why I can't watch a film. <laughs> what? Well, then I have a question. What's your favorite movie ever? Now, now, now I'm interested. No, it's Hocus Pocus. Oh, it's Hocus Pocus for real? Hocus Pocus, hands down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. That's wow. For some reason, I didn't think that would be your answer. I I really love it. Oh, but you want to know what my favorite um, television show is? What? You're going to die. Just looks like the animated series from Cartoon Network. Bro, that show is legit. It's so good. Oh, my God. It teaches, it taught me all my morals. All my morals. <laughs> <laughs> Came from Justice League, the animated series. Justice League of America. That, yeah, Justice League is legit. That's I love Justice League. I love Batman the animated series. I love I love Justice League Unlimited a little bit less. Um, it's same, same. You know what Batman the animated series when the Joker takes Robin and he like tortures him and tries to make him like a mini Joker. Yeah. And then he like shoots him from behind and then he's like laughing hysterically but then he's crying. Oh no, that's oh, that's um that's um that's uh that's under the no. no, no, that's under the red hood. That was a, a Batman animated movie. That was a movie, it's not from the series? No, that was a movie. <laughs> oh Wait, Robin I haven't seen the whole Batman animated series. Oh. Batman Beyond was alright. Oh no, that Batman is from Batman. Oh, that is from Batman Beyond? Oh yeah, that's from Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Oh, uh, there's so many. I need to watch them all, but I, they're not on like Netflix. I th- they used to be on Amazon Prime. That's where really? that, That's where I had watched Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series in full. 
I watched them on Amazon Prime. I don't know if they're still on there. Okay, who do you like better, Batman or Superman? I'm a Batman person for sure. Same. He's just Same. he's a more here's the thing. Superman has a it's a harder job to make a good Superman thing. Because Superman's perfect. And the only yep. the only time Superman is ever really like enjoyable is when he's like not perfect and he's like really struggling which is why i like the movie man of steel so much because it's a movie about how superman is getting to become the superman that we know from the comics so it's like all his mistakes (laughs) yeah but yeah batman batman's way more relatable a character probably get it i should probably get back i i remember i watched them all i watched justice i watched all of justice league in like three days including justice league unlimited because it was leaving netflix and i was like well i have to watch this all now and it was at the time i was getting into comic books so i watched all of that and then i like binged batman the animated series and superman the animated series on net on on amazon and i was just like it's surprising that a cartoon like that exists, considering that, like, most cartoons are trash today. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And my sister and I were talking about this. I, I never you have a sister? <laughs> yeah, bro. People, oh my god. People are always like, you have a sister. I thought you were only child. And I'm like, <laughs> I never talked about her, huh? No, I've never. This is the first time you've ever even mentioned that. Yeah, I'm trauma. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I do have a sister. Um, believe it or not. And, Ripley's, believe um, it or not. Huh? R- I said Ripley. Rip- yeah. <laughs> Ripley's dumb. Um, and we were talking about. I never got into Marvel movies, like the live action movies. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about how DC is definitely better at their animated work. And That's Marvel the truth. has the upper hand with the live action. Like, say what you will about Marvel DC, but like, I feel like that's definitely agreed upon. Yeah, I feel like, and I feel like a lot of it is that Marvel like got really focused really early on, and where like DC they didn't even try to create something along those lines up until recently. Like, I yeah. would still say that if you're talking about best superhero movies ever. 
DC still has the upper hand because they have the Dark Knight trilogy. And That's true, the Dark Knight is beautiful. And those movies are infinitely better than any Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, so good. I'm excited to see how Robert Pattinson is going to portray Batman because I just saw this thing about how, like, the trainers have been encouraged, like, pushing him to work out during quarantine. And he's, and he's not like, doing no, it. I'm, yeah, he's not doing it. That's kind of upsetting because, like, you know, he, he's committed to that role and, like, he, that's his one job and he's not doing it. I know, like, his his argument was that it creates, like, an unreasonable, like, standard for actors, but then it's like, yeah, but you're portraying an actual... But you're playing Batman. He, like, he was like yeah. James... He was like James Dean when it was never in that type of shape. It was like James Dean never played Batman. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, there's an image, like, that you have to live up to to be that character. So... Yeah. He doesn't know what I he's talking I about. Yeah. I'm excited to see Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I am too. Um, I'm a fan of her. I really, speaking of Zoe Kravitz, her stepfather, I really like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I I do too. Honestly, I loved that film. I thought it was a great family film. And I think DC did a really good job with it. Didn't it like, perform really, really well? It made like a billion dollars. Dude, good job, Jason. He deserves it. You know, you know, Batman. you know, People, you know, Henry Cavill is probably gonna is is in talks to come back as Superman. So good. Cause he left. He was gone. Really? Yeah, he like let after Justice League, like he stopped, like Ben Affleck uh, quit being Batman and um, and Henry Cavill quit being Superman, like in a year from me, like within a year of each other. And wow. then, uh, and it was really sad, but apparently. So Henry Cavill's in talks to come back as Superman, and apparently AT and T might be trying to get Ben Affleck to come back as Batman. Mm. Ben Affleck is my favorite Batman, so like I would love for that to happen. Really? Yeah, I when I saw Bat, I'm I'm the biggest fan of Batman versus Superman that there ever is, <laughs> and I love his portrayal of Batman because his portrayal of Batman, like for personal reasons. Because I think he's good. He's good at being Batman. He's good at being Bruce Wayne. And that's what's important. The The most important thing is to be good at being Bruce Wayne. Because being Batman is just being scary, which is easy. But um, but he's, his Batman is like takes, uh, what do you call that? Cues from the Batman, from my favorite comic version of Batman. Which is like this very old, grizzled Batman from the Frank Miller uh, Batman books. And I was all, I'm all in on old Batman who murders people. I was like all in on that when he was killing people. Wait, he murders people? Yeah, in Batman vs. Superman, he straight up kills people. My God. Oh my God. I want to watch that. Because that was always my issue. I'm like, hey, he's like, do it. Okay, be warned. The version of the movie that you have to watch is the director's cut because it makes sense. Like, it makes more sense from a story perspective. But it's like three hours long. <laughs> oh my god, Eduardo! But it's worth it this because you get to watch Bat. But it's one whole hour long movie. But it's worth an hour long is not a movie. That's a TV show. But <laughs> but but it's worth it because you get to watch Batman murder people, like full on murder okay. people. Like uh, where do I find it? Just Batman 
right? Yeah, just like go on iTunes, Batman vs. Superman, rent the director's cut. <laughs> it's so good. He snaps necks, he shoots people, he drops cars on people, he runs people over. He has like mini guns on the Batmobile that shoot people. He blows people up. Wait, is it the one that's called Dawn of Justice? Yeah, it's called Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, Ultimate Cut, or whatever. <laughs> You got. You can do it. You can do it. It's, okay, I'll do it. Thank it, you. We need to send each other like a list of stuff to watch. My list is this. Oh, get focused. That's it. That's my list. <laughs> I don't know what to recommend you because I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess you like Hocus Pocus, so I can always recommend you funny movies. <laughs> but I don't like comedies. Basically, I like any movie that evokes some sort of childhood nostalgia. Okay, I can... Have you ever seen the movie Her by Spike Jones? No. You should watch it. I think you would enjoy that. That's my list for you. You can come back to me when you watch Her. <laughs> okay. Okay, good to know. Cool. So, any, Um, yeah, huh? go ahead. It's, we've been watching for an hour and 16 minutes. Wow. You have anything else Thank you, you want? Thank you for having me, Of bro. course. No, I... Every single thing that has been in my brain. Everything we could um, talk about. That was so fun. It was. I really appreciate you having me. I hope I didn't talk over you too much. I can have a bad habit of doing that. No. So. Honestly, I feel like our whole friendship is us talking over each other and then <laughs> stopping and then moving on to a different topic of conversation. <laughs> It is. Uh, it, it's. I'm glad to have you on because uh, I think you're cool. So I like Thank having. Thank you. I like, likewise, you're the best. Thank, hope, oh, of course. Um, I hope the family's doing good. Let me know. Keep me posted. <laughs> um, I'll text you soon. And yeah, let me know when this is on Spotify. Okay, even though I follow you, so I'll see it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Bye, Savannah. Thanks. Bye. Wow. So thank you guys for listening to other episode of True Justice in the Podcast. Glad to interview my friend Savannah. And uh, I hope that you guys have a